Hello and welcome to Starter Set. My name is uh, 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 Ed Sylvester. My name's Sam Bradley. Well done for bringing that back. <laughs> and welcome to the show that takes you deeper into the pages of Dungeons and Dragons. What we do at the day, Edwarder. Today, my friend, we are looking at the figgity, 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 figgity furbolgs. Furbolgs. Considering how hyped I am, they're probably the most mellow of races. Out. This dude's chilling with the raccoon in the picture. That he- <laughs> Yes, that he is. Um, so, furbolgs, what are they? Who are they? What do they do? How do they work? Let's go for that one first. Let's Mechanically. Okay. So, they get an increase to wisdom by two. Oh, that is not what I was expecting. No, they're big dudes, right? And you look at them and you're like, yeah, you're going to be yeah, stacked. He's a unit. Yeah, no. Was so, he like eight, nine feet tall? Uh, seven and eight feet tall. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 200 to 300 pounds. Big, big buggers. How big is that raccoon? <laughs> We'll throw up a picture with this episode so everybody knows what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we'll use it to yeah. broadcast the episode on, the, on um, the Instagram. That's a big raccoon. Right. It's like a foot tall. That's, I don't know, magic raccoons. True. That's part of what they do. They're True. raccoon farmers. So, wisdom score increased by two and strength score increased by one. So that's the whole, like, hey, I'm, I'm big. Um, they have reach adulthood, so they're related to fey beings in general, right? So they've got a longer lifespan, mm-hmm. which means they hit adult about 30, live to about 500. Whoa, yeah. that's great. Oh, yeah. Um, naturally, they're always going to be good or typically good. Uh, evil for good or? Uh, probably chaotic because they're... they're, they're in, they, Trumping around the jungles and yes, the forest. They align themselves very much to the natural world. Got um, it. Yes, very much so. Upturned trees, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I like Grawp with a dictionary. Hagrid's yes, brother. Yes, I like to think of them as Groot. But they can speak. Yes. Uh, so I. So obviously in that, it's kind of, uh, yes, technically, something bad, something good, whatever. I don't think uh, Groot necessarily has an understanding of what is good or bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, I, I hang around with these guys and they tell me what to do. But we'll, we'll bring that back in a second. Um... Yeah, we've said about their height. Uh, walking speed 30 feet. Okay. They have inane magical abilities, and these are sort of aligned with the kind of a little bit of their cultural element, which is they're they're quite rare, right? And they're difficult to find. Mm-hmm. So their furbolg magic is they can they can cast detect magic mm-hmm. and disguise self. Okay. Using their wisdom spellcasting ability, because that's what their spellcasting ability is. Yep. Um, between a short or a long rest. Okay. Uh, when they do the disguise self, yep. they can seem three feet shorter than they normally are. Oh, I like that. Right. That's so kind of so like that uh, is specifically. Yeah, that's very useful. Yeah, blending in with with the normies. Yeah. You know, uh, hiding in plain thing. sight. Yes, exactly. They okay. have a thing called hidden step, where as a bonus action they can magically turn invisible mm-hmm. until they start their next turn, or they attack. Um, so they basically. Invisible, move around, mm-hmm. next turn, pop back into existence. Uh, because they are pretty stacked, they count as one size larger when they are determining the carrying capacity and the weight that you can push, drag, Useful. or lift. Yeah, some uh, I never use that sort of... I don't use that in my campaigns, really. Okay. really. Um, only when it's like super obvious that stuff can't necessarily all be carried yeah. together, you know what I mean? Um, and they have a thing called Speech of Beast and Leaf, where they can communicate in a limited manner with beasts and plants. Mm-hmm. So they can understand the meaning of your words, but you don't have like an ability which basically makes them come under your influence, you know what I yeah. mean? So, for it, like, let's say um, <clears throat> you tell a rat 
Like you walk into a room and a rat is there and you say, hey rat, stop. Like, I, I want to have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. The rat's main thought process is, fuck, there's something massive in the room. Yeah. I'm going to try and leg it. So that, that charisma throw for it is massively bigger, mm-hmm. basically. Um, they can speak, read, write, common, elvish, and giant. Whoa! So they get some, super useful again. Yes, they get some. They get some good little uh, languages as part mm-hmm. of that. And that that kind of that's the best way to describe them. It's almost like elves and giants had like a weird hippie baby. Yeah, I like that you a know? lot. Um, this is the atypical uh, furbolg. Mm-hmm. The furbolg that is playing in my one of my campaigns at the moment will completely disagree. Okay. As she is played like um, a star of a young adult novel set in a particularly rough estate. Wow, okay. Yeah, I won't tell too much of that because I don't want to offend our listeners because she is an interesting, and when I use the word interesting, I mean some other other statements there, individual. <laughs> um, Do they have subclasses? They don't have subclasses, oh, okay. no. So that, that's, that's what you get. That's why there's so much stuff in there because mm-hmm. the, usually the subclass is the thing that... Play it however you want. There's a lot of stuff to go around with. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, they're typically, in the atypical Furbolg, right, and the way that they're sort of set up is these, like, watchers. They don't necessarily get involved with mm-hmm. local politics or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're more... Um, How rare are they? Yeah, rare, right? You're probably in a, in a, in a... Or at least as far as... Volo's guide kind of gives you and, and how the Forgotten Realms gives you mm-hmm. we're talking like there might be one or two football clans that exist right ever yeah okay. and they might not even be or like four or five but their clan is like 20 millions of miles away yeah, yeah. 20 to 25 people yeah, it used know, to be like four, 50 now there's 12 yeah or so so rare as rare as can be okay um, and that's probably why they keep themselves to themselves right it's this sort of the best way to describe it is the way that the elves are portrayed in the Lord Hobbit. Of the oh right, okay. You know when the, the, yeah. the dwarves and the Hobbit and and Bilbo will run in when they're lost in Mirkwood and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, can you help us out? And then just all the, all the lights go out and they all like bugger off, right? Yeah. And it's that kind of thing, right? You see a furbolg in the wild. It's quite likely when you go and introduce yourself, he's going to just disappear. Yeah. Poof, turn himself into something else, um, and then. Run away as quickly as possible. Fair back, tell the tribe, and then they all shift the on kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So um, they're all about. So as I've already mentioned, right? As we go into the cultural thing, they're hippy dippy, right? Okay. They are um, peace and nature and naturalistic above all other things. Yeah. Not in a way that is um, unaware of like the fact that uh, other worlds exist. Mm-hmm. Just in yeah, we don't. We don't talk to those people we don't like necessarily civilization i yeah. understand is a thing but you guys are doing it wrong like if you talk yeah, to the tree yeah you can make the tree bend and it's turn fine. into your yeah. your house just make less money it's okay just don't destroy the planet man exactly yeah really yeah, yeah okay exactly. so it's it's actually quite um considering where we are in our uh, cultural shift at the moment it's quite uh <laughs> fucked yeah poignant to play yeah. a furball so as such um, like they, that a lot. I really like that bent on it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. They they make excellent druids, like excellent I druids, um, rangers, and potentially fighters. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they're, they're big dudes. Um, they've got a lot of sort of 
you can lean them into that kind of strength yeah. thing. I like to think that even though there are, you know, they are these sort of peace-loving points there, I don't think they're naive well, enough not yeah. to make... Fear the wrath of the gentleman type thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This is what happens when a good man goes to war. Ooh. Thanks, Doctor Who. War, um, war never changes. Let's say, okay, so, for instance, they remind me of a, a race that is appears in the Robert Jordan books, uh, The Wheel of Time. Okay. Um, they're fantastic novels. There's 13 of them, and they are like, oh, if you want to, if you want to, basically have your entire year's worth of reading. That's the one to go for. Yeah. What's it called? The Wheel yeah, of Time. The Wheel of Time. You Wheel. Can see, you can okay. see it over there, actually. Ah. Um, he died just before writing the last one, so it was co-written by Brandon Sanderson. Anyway, there's a race in there called, um, oh God, after all that, I've forgotten what they're called. That's cool. There's a race in there, right? That look, they are, they kind of function and work in the same kind of way. They've got like tree speakers mm -hmm. and they have uh, warriors, but they kind of, to, the warriors basically sing the trees to make them their axes and their clubs. Mm -hmm. So they kind of like, and as they're singing to the trees, it makes, it takes the shape of a sword or exactly, something. Exactly. Yeah. It makes the shaft of the, uh, of the, Axe, or mm -hmm. it, and and that way, and because they're so big, that's when they become. Hmm. And in there, they have a character called I think it's Loyle, who basically okay. he he keeps like books and loads of things and lore that he just reads and he reads and he reads and he reads and he's kind of an outcast from his clan anyway, right, which okay. is a nice trigger for how <laughs> why the hell would these guys be adventuring with normal people? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Why would they do that? So. One of them could be actually. Do you know what? I'm I'm really bored of this druidy stuff. This mm -hmm. this. You know, I actually want to go and experience civilization. I want to go and take some selfies. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. you know, do all that sort of stuff. So that's that's a side thing, um, which is actually that's how the furbolg in my campaign is played. Oh right, okay. Uh, she has a uh, picture box which was made for her by one of the other characters, mm -hmm. which has got an imp in it, and it's called Instagram Filtres. Amazing. That is so great. Yeah. Uh, just to give you a little taster, his pictures are only sepia because he paints in his own feces. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. So now you understand when I said interesting, that's the sort yeah. of tone. Amazing. Um, now, <laughs> yeah, natural druids, they look after the trees. They're sort of like... Um, I'd like to think they they tend to communicate. So with their, in D&D, &D, there are, of course, the... D&D equivalent of Ents, which are called Treants. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to think they're kind of like the ambassadors for the Treants, yes. that kind of thing. Um, in terms of actually how they could all function, the problem is, is there's there's they'd be quite similar to Debaxi, right? Mm -hmm. In no, I lie. No, no, I reckon you're you're going to be talking like tribes, but they're kind of set tribes, right? More like orcs then. Yeah, yes, but less obviously. Yeah, more like orcs in terms of they're probably always in the same spot. Yeah. Without the whole like... Less nomadic than tabaxi. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So all about being connected with nature, loving nature. And Check maybe... back to episode 31 for the lowdown on tabaxis. That is encyclopedic knowledge of our episode. There you go, my friend. Um... Yeah, I mean that—that's pretty much them. In the in the books, we have something called, uh, which kind of gives you the reason, or gives you a, a table to roll on the reason why you mm -hmm. would want to kind of go adventuring. Oh, let's have a look. Um, oh, yeah, so you've got things like outcast for murder. Okay. So you know, peace, all peace, all loving tribe. Mm -hmm. Murdering of another one mm -hmm. might be a thing, and that might be over like not legitimate reasons, but like like passion based. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So maybe it was like a. a 
I, I loved her and you you know sent her off as a as an ambassador to the other tribe yeah you know what I mean yeah I understand that um, or something like that uh, or just a really bad accident you can be outcast for severely damaging home territory mm-hmm. you didn't respect the trees yeah. you don't respect things that grow yeah we're kicking you out it's this is this is like the classic here's the council of elders yeah. here's the chief we banish you from these lands the, yeah exactly here's the shame and mm-hmm. it's a really easy sort of fantasy archetype to kind of just step into mm-hmm. and come back out of again um you, I'd like to think that Furbogs tend to like speak a little slower. They take their time. Yeah. Um, Matt Mercer famously plays a, a Furbog called uh, Pumat Sol, who's Canadian. Nice. Uh, so maybe that kind of like, oh, hey, sorry, like, mm-hmm. oh, geez, I'm sorry about everything. You know, that yeah, kind yeah. of works quite nicely. Yeah, I understand. Of being non-aggressive and assuming that potentially it's always your fault, and that's kind of a nice way to role-play things as well. Um, there's personal quest ordained by omens or dispatched by a, a quest by the tribe leaders, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> there's also a note here around the classes. As we've said, they play good ru- druids and rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the ones that they say they don't necessarily see, which I think is interesting, is Furbolg monks. They say that they're entirely unheard of. Yeah. But I feel like in the way that sort of monks and their monasteries are kind of kept like a little bit secretive mm-hmm. and off to the side. Yeah. That feels like that could actually be a really easy fit. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, for sure. You know, they've got the strength, their wisdom actually, if they're especially if they're doing the uh, way of the four elements where mm-hmm. you're actually becoming a caster. Yeah. I believe that uses wisdom. That works really nicely. Yeah, for sure. Um, so there's that stuff. Furbog rogues. They really? Kind of, yeah, they, they give an indication. Because you can hide for, in plain sight, can't you? Yes. So surprisingly, Kind of like actually, the BFG thing where he brings his cape up and he looks like a street lamp or the stars or something. Yeah, that's actually quite nice. I really like that. Okay. BFG is another great example just, as well. Just wait to the character. Okay, I've been taking right. a few notes that's how throughout. You on that front. That's good. Um, so that's good. Maybe maybe you're a Furbolg who has actually been chosen to be the next... Um, just wait. Oh, sorry. Am I? Some am good I, stuff. Am I... There's some good stuff coming. Right. Fine. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I've I've obviously talked enough because you've already created a character. So do you want to do Sam's character creation box? Let's do Sam's character creation box. Okay. So there's myths and legends right. in this campaign, like you have myths and legends of things like Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, for our younger listeners, Santa Claus, of course, is real, but people all over the world see him. So there's different versions of him all around the world, depending where you go. But it's the same guy. Yeah. Um, so this guy is kind of like Santa Claus in that he's in the myths and legends and folk tales of people. And he's kind of like, what if the BFG was Santa Claus? And one day, mm-hmm. a ship or a fleet gets lost, crashes on this island and finds this furbolg bard that's basically the BFG. And they find out that this guy, he loves um, children and giving children maybe good dreams or good luck or something like that. Little wooden toys, maybe. Little wooden toys because he forms them from the forest. But unfortunately, something went wrong and he ended up accidentally putting a school full of children to sleep forever. And he was banished uh, to this island, and they fight. He gets found, and it's sort of like, what if the BFG was also Castaway? Like, what if the Iron Giant was Doctor Who? Yeah, kind of like of Mice and Men by way of Avatar, except 
Lenny is Ang. Man, you you are pulling like the ultimate references to like just generate this completely different story. I really like that though. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that really works quite nicely with kind of the furbolg nature, this sort of secretive but ultimately mm-hmm. good and and yeah, and that's and I love the idea of accidentally putting like mm-hmm. loads of people to sleep just yeah. being children. That's yeah. why he was exiled specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I really like that one actually. That's okay. really good. Okay. Uh, it's that time. It's that time. Imagine if I knock was that spell out the park. Then this could be the day where you become the master. <sighs> Thought of playful. I, I really hope this doesn't go well. Play okay. the jingle. Jingle. What's that spell? What's that spell? What's that spell? What's my spell? <laughs> Sam, you ready? I'm so ready. Word of recall. I'll give you a clue, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, this is a sixth... A rare treat. Yeah, this is a sixth level conjuration spell. And it's called what? Word of recall. It's... Oh, conjuration. Can you... If you attack somebody accidentally, you can... Stop it hurting them. Okay, so like you're almost you're bringing back the action that yeah. you just did. Uh, I like it. No, oh. um, you, you took way too much enjoyment out of that. Yeah, I did. Uh, so you and five you and five willing creatures within five feet of you instantly teleport to a previously designated sanctuary. Oh, like a like a respawn point. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. So if things are going real bad, just and then off we go. You're back in the pub. Uh, which is always nice. Nice. That ticks a big box. We got another one. Let's go for another one. We go for Otiluk's Resilient Sphere. It's a uh, sphere that you can put around you or your bodies that dispels damage. Yeah, all right. I'll give you that one. Yes. Um, so, yeah, yes, it's the hamster ball spell. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, Violet from The Incredibles. Yeah, exactly. So, um,. It's exactly like Violet from The Incredibles in that, you know, when she gets lifted up mm-hmm. and stuff like that and the ball kind of yep. rolls? Yeah. It's exactly that. So you can huh. even be pushed along in the ball. That's so cool. How useful would that be for getting to work? <laughs> yep. See you later, honey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, mm-hmm. Phantasmal Killer. You summon like an angel of death and it finishes off a weakened foe. No. Oh, uh, but that sounds fun as well. Um, you tap into the nightmares of a creature you can see within range and create an illusionary manifestation of its deepest fear. Visible only to that creature, the target makes a wisdom save, becomes frightened, and at the end, it takes 4d10 psychic damage. Sounds like a giggle. Yeah, oh yeah. Real, real <laughs> fun, that one. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Should we bring the show to a close? Let's bring it to a close. You can find us on Instagram, Start Set Podcast, on Facebook, Start Set Podcast, on Twitter, that's it, uh, Start Set Show. Uh, we're on Acast, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Search Starter Set or Starter Set Podcast, and you'll find us there. Feel free to listen to all the old shows and leave reviews on any of those things. It really does help. Eduardo. Excellent. As always, thank you so much for listening. We've been Starter Set. You have been our listeners. Roll oh so exceptionally well, and we'll see you next week. Bye. But if he's the vicar, who have we been giving the milk to?